Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other it's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hello okay today we're talking tips to eat more food without the stress of how to eat more food right like eating more food during recovery can be really hard for some people and i get that and there's definitely people where it's like that's not a hard thing no straight up um but For others, there's challenges involved. So I'm going to address those today and maybe maybe there's a little bit of something in this for everyone listening. So let us dive in. 
Okay. I have seen every kind of challenge from like, I just cannot eat that much. I'm so full to, I cannot stop eating. I'm afraid that I'll never be able to stop eating. And that's okay. There's tactics that we can use to overcome each of those things till eventually they're not really tactics and they're more so, um, you know, tools that have allowed you to balance out and have a much easier time consuming more food long-term. So the first one is to balance your fat, carb, and protein intake. So this is essentially balancing your blood sugar. First of all, you know, if you're eating a lot of fat, you're going to be full very early. Fat is a very satiating macronutrient. And although it's wonderful for helping us avoid serious hunger by actually helping us to feel full when our goal is to eat more, having a heavy focus on fat is going to make things more challenging because you're going to be more satiated. So if you're pounding the nut butters and the nuts or eating a lot of cheese or dousing your food in tons and tons of oil and experiencing a struggle to eat enough food for recovery, backing off on the fats just a little bit and leading or heading over to a higher carbohydrate and protein intake will help. So don't stop your fat intake altogether. Just lighten up on it to ensure that you're able to add more carbohydrate and protein in. Fat can be um, you know, really important for the absorption, the slow absorption of carbs. So if you're someone who feels like you're hungry all the time, that's a different thing. Um, and you might want to increase your fat intake because it will help to slow digestion, help you feel fuller for longer. So you know, pick which one which category you fall into. The second tip is to eat less frequently. So many of us approach recovery with the common advice of snack constantly. But if constant snacking is actually making it impossible for you to eat full meals, back off of the snacks and focus on full meals that will fill you up. So just try that. um, See how it goes. Or maybe you need to eat more frequently. So, of course, the counter to eating less frequently, you might have an easier time getting more food in if you eat more frequently through the day and eat smaller meals, right? So you might get filled up with a really big meal, breaking it down into smaller chunks for you might allow you to get more calories in. It's important here to know what works best for you. So it's okay to trial and error and, you know, try eating bigger meals and then try the smaller meals and see which one allows for you to uh, eat more frequently. And then, you know, if you don't feel like that's having a impact, you can head back to the first point we made of ensuring that your fat intake is balanced because maybe it's stopping you from eating you know, more frequently or whatever it is for you. Okay, the fourth tip is to eat first thing in the morning. If there's one thing that living with a hard gainer, my husband, he's one of those guys who needs to eat and eat and eat in order to put on size. Um, you know, living with him has shown me that if you do not eat breakfast immediately in the morning, you will be too full when it comes to lunchtime. Then you have a, you end up having a late lunch, right? Because like you had you didn't have breakfast till like nine or ten, you were so full. Then you had lunch like three, and now you're way too full to have dinner and you're probably more likely to skip dessert or that evening snack if you need it. So have you ever noticed that when you eat earlier, yeah, you're ready to eat by like 11. So 
if you have like a 6 a.m. breakfast, you're ready for lunch at like 11 a.m. This is great because it means that you could fit a whole bunch of snacks in or a full dessert or even an extra meal in simply because you started your day of eating early. Eat calorie-dense ingredients. So this one may go without saying, but eating foods that are calorie-dense is key. Food that is not helpful to eat in abundance during hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery is like fibrous, cruciferous vegetables like spinach and all the leafy greens, broccoli, asparagus, green beans. You should eat these, right? But we're past the point now of making them the base or foundation of your meal. Okay, cauliflower rice people? Calorie-dense ingredients, in particular ones that actually provide sustenance and nutrients for your body, should include fats like oils, nuts, cheese, butter, full-fat dairy. Should include protein like skin on chicken and fish, dark meat poultry, red meat, pork chops, lamb, and any other meat that generally isn't 100% protein and zero fat. Those meats like shellfish and chicken breast are fine, but if you're trying to get more food, more calories in, and honestly a more diverse array of vitamins and minerals, it's not ideal and they take up the bulk of your meal, right? Carbs, okay? This needs to include carbs. (laughs) Vegetable Vegetables, like they technically fall into the carb category, but in the HA space, we tend to talk about them more specifically like grains. So bread, pasta, rice, all of that is great source, a great source of calories. The good thing about them is that they're typically high GI, which means that they will fill you up, but be out of your system soon enough to give you the space to eat some more food later. And then vegetables. Like I said, put aside the cauliflower rice and pick up the potatoes, the sweet potatoes, the beets, the turnips. We're looking for starch from our vegetables whenever we can. Don't forget to make them delicious with some butter and olive oil, right? We don't want to be avoiding the fats. So I think what you can see there with that particular point is that variety is key. If you're finding yourself eating a lot of one thing, you're maybe not getting enough of the other thing, which could result in increased satiation, meaning you don't want to eat as much. It could result in less calories than you think that you're getting. It will very likely result in a nutrient deficiency of some kind, just because the quality of our food in Western culture is just not that great. Okay, the next one for eating more, getting more nutrients in, more food, more calories in without the stress of needing to eat more, reducing your movement is an honorable mention. (laughs) The, The fact is that if you're still exercising a lot, you're expelling energy, which means you need more food. Just like you can be more financially secure if you curb your money spending, you can be more energy secure and require less food if you curb your activity. If you are staying active, you definitely need to implement these tips because you should be eating well to, or you should be eating a lot more above the recommended maintenance calories for recovery. So if you're exercising, but you cannot get your head around 2,500 calories because bloody, I don't know, because no period now what said 2,500 calories. And so now you're stuck on that number. But you're also still eating a lot. 
Yeah, well, uh, sorry, <laughs> my bad. You're also still exercising a lot. Well, you know, no period now what also says don't exercise. So you can't pick and choose, right? A little bit of tough love here. You can't pick and choose what advice you wish to listen to and which you don't. If you are continuing to move your body, you probably need to eat more food. So if you are concerned about eating more food, try reducing your movement. Okay, <laughs> the next next tip, next tip for getting more food in with less stress, reduce, oh sorry, purees and liquids. Sorry, I was about to repeat the same point. <laughs> more pureed food, more liquids, more easier to digest foods, right? Food that comes in a puree or liquid form will typically digest easier. Those of you who've lived in the diet space for a long time have probably heard the idea of don't drink your calories because it will make you hungry sooner, but on the same calories as a full meal. Interesting, right? So you could drink your calories and you'll fit more in. So right now is actually a great time to implement that strategy. A smoothie, a shake, a flavored drink, it could be a hit of calories that makes room in your stomach sooner because it's not taking as much time and energy for your stomach to digest. It just kind of goes straight through you, right? Think of your metabolism. Your metabolism is the total uh, cellular process that your body takes to function, right? It's, it's every ounce of, of energy that requires your body to, to do an activity. So if you're eating hard to break down foods like tons of cruciferous vegetables or whatever generally eating food right it takes more energy for your body to digest it so getting some liquids in that your body doesn't have to break down is going to require less energy and you're going to actually absorb more of the calories from it um, and faster have room in your stomach to be able to eat more sooner and you can also use like smoothies, right? And get to get vegetables in. So if you're struggling because of all of the calorie dense foods that you're prioritizing, you could have a smoothie and like chuck some vegetables in and sort of get the calories and the vegetables and get, you know, you have your cake and eat it too, essentially. Okay. And the next tip for eating more food with less stress is ditch non-stick pans. So if you're used to picking um, or like if you're used to cooking with non-stick and only a few oils or very little oil, it's time to change it up. Not only is it more delicious and going to pack more nutrition and calories into your meal. If you use something like a cast iron pan, for example, where like cooking with a cast iron pan can increase the iron level in your food. Cooking with non-stick pans is just not that great for you. And while we're at it, yeah, I recommend cooking without cast iron pans because many of us have got um, a recognized iron deficiency. So it can be a really helpful tool if that's something that you're working on um, right now during recovery to cook with uh, cast iron and ditch the nonstick pan because that's just not helping you. Xenoestrogen, exposure, endocrine disruption. We just like, we just don't need that. Okay. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA 
or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy, this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating of course with this system so lots of information lots of case studies lots of stats we go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. The next tip to eat more without the stress is eat from a large plate or bowl. Okay, so just eat. To eat a lot of food, you need a bowl or a plate that can fit it all. So start using bigger ones to promote yourself having larger portions. Okay. I want to take a moment to talk about like the whole budget thing, right? Eating a lot, but keeping it budget friendly. There's plenty of us listening who are in the fortunate situation where we have so much access to food that that's actually what's concerning you. Or just the concern around not being able to have access to food is not an issue for you. But, you know, there are people out there where it is. It is an issue to like, literally just double the amount of food you eat and look some of y'all listening and i have done this too we have spent more on food in order to eat less right like a packet of pasta is way cheaper than a whole bunch of spaghetti squash or pre-done zoodles or low calorie protein bars or whatever it is that you're eating that's actually more expensive than real food so a lot of us have been there And I want to acknowledge that. And I want to acknowledge that there's also some people who would like to keep this budget friendly. (laughs) And I'm all about that now. So now that, now that food is no longer like a, I don't know, this, this weird thing that has all this control over me and that I would spend any amount of money on to be able to eat without gaining weight. (laughs) Now I am more conscious about like eating what's in season or 
just buying the thing that's cheaper or buying the like the cheaper lena cut and learning how to cook with it because it's more it's more a more sustainable practice both financially and for the environment so I have some food idea meal tips that are cheap to buy and cook in bulk and eat in abundance, but that also have a variety of um, vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So it kind of they kind of check all of the boxes. These are just a couple like meal ideas that you can throw in. Um, yeah, that I think might help if this is something you struggle with. So I recommend like rice with chicken legs, sauteed greens, and like like a creamy sauce. So chicken legs drumsticks are super cheap. You can always get a ton of them for just a few bucks. Uh, and they're really good, like way more nutrient than the actual breasts. And then sauteed greens, by cooking them down, they become easier to digest. Some greens actually unlock higher nutrient profile once cooked and you can saute them in olive oil or butter and just add like a creamy sauce that you find somewhere like a really yummy creamy dressing that goes good on rice or some sour cream or something and then rice is just super cheap as well so like this is just a really great meal it's almost like the classic bodybuilder meal but uh ha recovery style like the remix um, a hugely popular one in my household is spaghetti bolognese. Pasta is super affordable. If that's something you can have, you can get it gluten-free. It's just like a really, it's delicious. Come on, let's be real. And so is ground beef or whatever you want to do. Ground veal, ground lamb. Like these are typically uh, cheaper meat options. And if you just cook it in with canned tomato or fresh tomato or jar of pasta sauce if you're over in Italy and you've got freezers full of it, go to town and chuck in some onion, garlic. If you want to be, um, you know, kind of wild and throw in some other vegetables, it's just really easy to do that with whatever you find on season, in season or on sale. And so if you want to deviate from tradition, it's one of the ones that's kind of easy to do with that. Um, no one from Italy heard me for that statement, but yeah. High calorie, easy to make in bulk, lasts a few days in the fridge. I love that option. Then there's curry, right? Like a good uh, red curry or green curry or an Indian curry. They've got a little bit of protein in there. You can use frozen vegetables if you don't want to use fresh vegetables. Um, Rice, curry paste, cans of coconut milk. None of those things are really going to set you back too much. And you can make a whole bunch of it in bulk. Of course, sandwiches are a great option, right? Meat, if you eat meat, cheese, bread, butter, mayonnaise, whatever you want. What's not to love about a sandwich? So why can't you have a sandwich for dinner? (laughs) Why not? Then fajitas, guys. So fajitas are protein. They're sautéed vegetables. They're tortillas. It's rice. It's guacamole. So it's great. Avocados are the bomb. Some sour cream. This is nothing but good calories, especially if you're making them at home. Um, you know, you can make them of a higher quality than a restaurant probably would. They're probably using vegetable oils and things to cook with, but yeah, make it at home and you have a really great high calorie, nutrient dense, rather cheap to make meal. Okay. Controversial one here, guys. Cobb salad. I know it's a salad, but I think a lot of us also know that salads can be pretty awesome and pretty high in calories, which we need and full of good stuff for you. So 
when you take one and you throw in a boiled egg and you throw in some olives and some cheese and some bacon and a creamy dressing. I really love, if you live in the States, the Tesemme's um, Habanero Ranch. Oh my God, guys. If you get that, you will never, you will put it on everything. Um, And then a Cobb salad just becomes bomb. So that's a great one. A lot of tastiness without the heaviness of like a hot meal. And then speaking of heavy hot meals, stew, right? Stew is always great because you can cook cheap cuts of meat with potatoes and carrots and onions that are all also vegetables that cost nothing. And you can make them super in bulk. And if you want to pair them with rice or pasta or noodles, you can. And that's really easy. Or some fresh bread. So yeah, no excuses, guys. There's like, uh, what, seven meal ideas that are really quite cheap, that are high in calorie, that are easy to make. Um, you can Google recipes for any of those things. I don't even do that. I just make them on the fly. So yeah, I hope you like it. I hope this was helpful. A little bit different me, these recommendations. So if you like it, if you like this kind of content, please let me know. I will keep making it. I hope you have a really great day. Please, um, would you leave a review for this channel? I keep forgetting, I think it's mentioned in my outro, but just in case it's not, uh, reviews really, really help with the podcast. They really help me to get not just more listeners, but get more um, sponsors for the show so that I can keep going. So appreciate it if you would do that for me. And yeah, have a really good day. See ya. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device, so you put it around your arm, and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So temp drops accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs. And then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify 
whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle's not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural this is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.